What up? What up? Oof. What's going on? We got, we're four <laughs> podcasts deep today. <laughs> Bro. I think it's tomorrow. <laughs> Bro, we done did 17 episodes. This is, yo, this is the first one of the year. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah, New Year, man. Go. Happy 2023. New Year. Look at us, man. Absolutely. Welcome back, everybody, to the Carpet Footprint Podcast. He is Juan, and I'm Sean, and every week we get together, have a few drinks, talk about things going on in the world, try to focus on things making an impact. Whether they be good, bad, or otherwise, hit them with the deliciousness of the day. Yo, man, this one is, uh, I had to cut myself off, bro. I had to be uh, I had to be my own bartender to be like, you've had enough, Juan. This is uh, El Diablo. Yep. And it tastes delicious. We did a shot of Terramana tequila. We did half a shot of uh, blackberry liqueur yep. or, or creme de cashews, what, whichever one. But you yeah, just yeah. did the, uh, the the Kuiper blackberry liqueur. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so half a shot of that. We squeezed an entire Persian lime into it, right? The smaller yeah, one? Yeah, the smaller ones. Yep. So, so Persian lime, squeeze the entire lime into it, and then top it off with ginger beer, put a wedge of lime in it, stir it up. Uh, and and you got El Diablo, and I'm almost positive we've done that on the pod before. I think so, man. It's so good. So we were. But it's gonna, been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while, man. But listen, listen, we do callbacks all the time. We got we got the old fashions. We hit back to the gin and tonics. Yeah. We hit back to. So sometimes you just gotta you gotta go with the favorites or the things that hit. This one, uh, this one never disappoints. And dude, the Terramana Reposado, even the regular, I, bro. Fuck the rock, man. He this guy figured it out, man. It's so good, man. So 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 shout out to him again for this banging ass tequila. Yeah, and, and the re- the recipe called for the reposado, so mm-hmm. not necessarily the termana. So if you if you have a reposado that that is not too expensive that you, that you enjoy, um, definitely use that. Uh, I would not I would not mix the really good stuff with anything. Um, but if you got one that you that, that that you like, this one hits, man. I really like this drink. It really does, man. And like you said, it could be any reposado. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this one always hits, man. It, it's hard to beat this one. I think straight and mixed tequila, and we always feel great the next day. Like I never feel like I drink. So yep, yeah. So 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 shout out to Terramana, man. All right, man. My carbon footprint of the week is going out to McDonald's. McDonald's, Mickey D's. Did somebody say? <laughs> McDonald's is opening up their first fully automated restaurant in uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. Ooh. So when you go into the restaurant, there is no people. Um, I believe, I believe, because because the article that I read um, didn't talk about uh, like how many people they actually have staffing it, but I be- but based on what I've read. It looks like, or it sounds like, there's actually people in the building filling orders, but there's no one to talk to. There are no amenities. There's no seating. None of that. It's literally you walk in. There's a kiosk. You can order, or you can do the drive-through, or you can do the order ahead and pick up. Even the person, or the sorry, even at the drive-through window, is a robot that is like putting like 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 a, a, a almost like a automated tray that comes out of the window and gives you your bag with the food so that's why i'm thinking that it's got to be humans in there filling the bag somewhere but or not a, <laughs> or not but as a, it's cu- a human making sure the robot that does that is working <laughs> <laughs> but i wonder like how do you make how do you make the cheeseburger wrap it you know, just right or a whopper, like a vending machine. You run it through some kind of like uh, yeah, uh, system, guess, yeah. Man. Dude, this is what is happens like, when it, nobody applies for jobs. Right, 
Well, what, what was great about it was like, so I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm going like, oh man, that's that's really good. Like, like automation. Um, I even thought about like the 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 restaurant itself is 26 percent smaller than a normal restaurant. Oh, so less of a carbon footprint. That's right. Hey, hey, hey. Back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at that. I'm going like, okay, that's that's good, right? Here's a job. Most of thinking like, here's a job that you know, quote unquote, nobody wants. Mm-hmm. Right, or, or at least you know, possibly when, when you go to when you go to McDonald's, you see that a lot of like teenagers. Yeah, all right. So it's like it's a job; it's not a career, right? And, Dude, and that's what we get for always calling things as a Mc job. Remember, teachers would be like, "I'm going to give you an application to McDonald's," and they would talk shit. Yeah, McDonald's sticking it to y'all right now. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> but what well, they were sort of like, um, they they were they were sort of like good and bad things online about it. Where it was like the good part was like, "Oh, look at the innovation," blah blah blah, right? But the but the uh, the naysayers of it are going. Oh, look what happens when we ask for, you know, a $15 minimum wage, you know, then they just replace us. We need to band together and we need to have unions. And and I'm going like, man, like as a as a corporation, man, like you can't win. Oh, no. You're like the enemy, dude. And I'm going and and I'm I'm going like, no, people, when in, in my opinion, when you have technology when technology can take over your job that is the key for you to go i'm gonna go do something else yeah yeah use that as a spark yeah dude like if 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 a, if a robot can build hamburgers and deliver them out to people like dude that that's a that's a key sign that we have evolved past that and you need to you go use your mind. And our time is better something spent else. doing something yes. else, man. Time. That, that, that's right. That's even better. That's, your time is better spent doing something else, man. Dude, I, and I'm one, and maybe to a fault, I'm one of these. And I, and I, I mean, you spot this all the time in me, where like I'm notorious for like, even like if somebody talks and I and I know what I want to say, or I know how you're gonna finish, and I cut you off, and it's like I and, and like I'm this person of like I just don't want to waste the time. Like I'm like, oh, let's get it. Like, right. and so. I, I can appreciate this because I would go, yeah, why would you want to spend time doing that? Let's spend time doing things that are more meaningful, whether that's like maybe people, maybe someone who would have done this, maybe now will go to school and learn how to do a trade that will le- lean, uh, lead to him inventing something or her inventing something, whether it's a cure or a new product or whatever. You know, like I, I just feel like as humans, we're just meant to do more than these mundane everyday tasks. Like there's a reason why yeah. farming is automated and all this other stuff. And I just think that, um, like you and said- And the reason why people hate those jobs yeah you know like i never worked at mcdonald's but i've worked for disney inside of a you know a burger joint restaurant dude that just sucked yeah I, and, I, and i did it probably from like i want to say like a four-year time span from like 16 to 20 um i worked in 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 like fantasy land foods so i just kind of like jumped around to the different food locations in there all of it sucked, bro. There's a fucking hot dog place, a burger place, a place that just served drinks, a place that served like piraguas, you know what I mean? Like, dude, and 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 I remember working at those places and I'm going like, I can't imagine myself here, like as an adult. Yeah. Even though I was already sort of like, quote unquote, you know, two years into into sort of adulthood. But I remember being 20 and then when I joined the Marine Corps, that being part of the reason why I joined, because I was like, I don't like what I'm doing in school and this shit is not the answer. Like me serving burgers is not the answer. 
No, and I think some people it makes happy, right? Like some people are like, I could do that forever and I'm straight. And, and listen, that's fine. Yeah, I just think okay. as human beings, we're designed to do more, want more, strive for more, push for our advancement. You know, like you said, there's just better use of our time than things like that. And that's not to say that you're not, that if you do do this, that you're sort of like an unworthy human. I, I just think that no, definitely not. if you choose to do this and you're happy, like, cool. But if not, then let this be the sign to go. Like you said, you should aspire to do something else. Think. And I think for us, dude, human nature is we need to be forced to do things. Like I was just having this conversation with somebody. It's like the, the you know, if you have like five, ten dollars in your bank account, you got to make it last two weeks and you got to eat. Somehow you make that shit work. Right. But if you have a hundred dollars in your bank account, you'll blow that shit in two days. If you can, you know, like it's like we do, you know, it's like the, 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 that's that old adage. If you gave yourself an hour to clean your room, you clean yes. an hour. But if you gave yourself a whole day, it'll take the whole day. It's like, we need sort of that, that, that push, push. and, and you, we need the limits and we need someone to set them for us because it can't be self-imposed. Right. And so, uh, because then we know we can break our own rules. So it, it's, um, yeah, I don't, I don't always necessarily look at this as a bad thing. Also funny. I saw it and I just went, how many more jobs does this happen to? because of the bro i'm gonna tell you right now uh, without getting too far into it like uh the company that i work for has positions open across the board high paying positions some of them are mid-level some of them are are higher level some of them are executive level some we have trouble filling any of them and then anyone that i talk to is having the same issue so it's not even a matter of we're not paying them enough or there's not enough or certain things won't inspire them it's just like the workforce right now man for whatever reason is a lot of the things are the things that we've talked about is people have either gone remote or covid made them realize they don't want a job or whatever it is the job market right now is still very sort of employee friendly uh, because if you're an employer and you're trying to fill roles of good talent it's difficult right now man and it's not just a matter of what you offer because i would say that what we offer is competitive but you, we don't even just we don't even get applications like wow. it's just it's so bizarre and I'm, I'm telling you at every level like some of them i'm like i get it some of them i'm going really that role like like I, you know like you're talking about six figure roles you're having trouble filling and um uh, yeah, and I feel like that is going to lead to companies aren't just going to sit around and wait for people to change their minds, especially a company with the resources like McDonald's. They're going to go right because I don't know if you've walked into a McDonald's lately. There is only like three people working all the time, and they're and a lot of them stressed and, and and a lot of them steer you towards the kiosk. Yes, to oh, go order. I went to one near here recently, and there was only kiosk. You couldn't order. You could pay at in person if you didn't have a card to use at oh, the kiosk thing for cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it and then what they did was they're like they gave you almost a, a, a table number yep. and you can go sit there and then they just brought it to you and then you leave whatever with it. I, th- I think I went inside because the, the drive through was closed down because they didn't have enough staffing. And it was like wow. it was like three or four people back there just cooking and then they would just walk it out to all the, all of us are just sitting at tables waiting with our little numbers and everything was through the kiosk. And everything was so automated. And I remember thinking, like, damn, soon enough, you're once you figure out how to make these burgers without these people, like, you could run this with one. Like, yeah. like you could run it. With, and sure enough. Yeah, man, you want you probably want somebody there in case something breaks. Yeah, that's it. That's and, it. And, and, yep. and, and even then, that'll change at some point. In time. <laughs> it's like the, once the, the robots will get smarter than we are, for sure. Uh, but so. this, this place also has even like a place for, like I saw you said, they have like an order ahead lane. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a special area where uh, like the, the couriers will come, like, like, like the, the, the Uber Eats and, you know, the, the door dashes, right? Like they all come to get, the, there's, there's a spot just for that. But when you walk 
into the establishment, you are you will not see a human. Dude, I think. Do you think um, this is a a byproduct of like the current market, which was then driven by COVID, which is then like. Do, do you think this was a uh, companies wanted to do this anyway and COVID just fast forwarded it with, without them getting the, the pushback? Because like you said, they're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Do you think we were going this way? Yeah, like, do you think we we're going this way anyway and sort of COVID fast forwarded? Do you think it's a product of like COVID and the fact that people don't want to work? Do you like... I think it's all of it, bro. I think I think that the technology was coming anyway. Um, but I but I do, you know, from from even from you going... Hey, here I am in a place that's offering six-figure salaries and we can't fill positions. What are these, you know, $15 an hour or $12 an hour jobs experiencing? Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's so tough. Like you said, I, I don't know how you how you um, combat that as an employer other than figuring out a way to sort of get rid of people. Or not get rid of people, but uh, replace them to an extent of you still, you still have a product to offer or service to offer or whatever it is and you got to be able to put that out there yeah yeah and, and how how long until this is sort of like mass produced right and then how many other folk or how many other companies adopt this this method oh yeah dude because you've seen i think all the time now what's one of the biggest economies right now in terms of like the gig economy right and the gig economy has like uber eats has just uber has lifts has doordash has has um, postmates has all this stuff all these people doing stuff once they figure out this automated car thing then really quick behind it is like I've seen the Domino's has like have you seen this Domino's has this truck car, that right? makes pizza oh, but make it, it makes it yes I, I heard about the one that actually delivers it does deliver but one of them actually makes the pizza inside oh, shit, the no. thing and then it brings it so it's like an oven and one of them is like a vending machine and do that stuff I go how for for places like a Little Caesars right where the how hot and ready concept all that stuff yep. like how long before there's like a red box of Little Caesars and you just go up to it and you just get your pizza you don't need a person in there like it's automatically <laughs> making true, it bro. like it, it, it's just inevitable and I feel like we don't do ourselves any favors but we got to find a middle ground because I don't know what the answer is man but like when people sort of go like ah you know I'm gonna stick it to the man I'm not gonna apply for this job because they're not offering me enough or whatever it is and then there's no dialogue in between of going like hey if we did this you know maybe we'd we'd come work for you I think then corporations go I got a business where I got a bottom line to protect how do I protect that bottom line I'm just gonna figure out a way around you yeah. like no one's gonna wait around and go like oh the people will come back like no they're just gonna figure out a way to replace the people yeah and we're just gonna fast forward that process so I'd be I'm really curious to see like what like the next one to two years do uh, to the market. Like, hopefully, to me, is like you're gonna have more fulfilling jobs, higher paying jobs, because you've replaced these mundane everyday things and you free up people's times. And you, you know, that's what I'm hoping. But there's gonna be this weird transition in between because as humans, we're sort of not designed for that just yet. Yep. So, like, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, man. So, shout out to McDonald's for yeah. reducing their carbon footprint. Uh, but like I said, there's a man. There's as like. There's always people that will complain about everything, man. Yeah, so, you can't please everyone, man. Let's, see, I, let's see where it goes. <clears throat> let's see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. So the McJob is taking on a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> the, Mc, the McJob belongs to the Tesla bot or whatever it is over there making uh, <laughs> making burgers. Yep. What you got? Dude, I had a, I had a little feel-good story, man, which is unlike me. Uh, you all I right, know, man? Wait a minute. It's let the me, holiday spirit. Let me get the thermometer. <laughs> Make sure you ain't running the fever. <laughs> My Grinch done left at Christmas time. Uh, no, nah, man, I get. I, I, just re- I, I read this story, man, and I just thought about, you know, like we always talk about like things making an impact. Yep. And this thing impacted so many people and so many things and uh, um, for a lifetime. 
Uh, so there's this guy named uh, Jay Whitty. Okay. And uh, I'm sure during the holidays, there was those massive storms in the Northeast. Uh, so oh like, my God! Bro. Yeah, like you Buffalo, see upstate Buffalo, New York. Bro? Yes. So this is right outside of Buffalo. Did you see the ice? Oh thing? my God! It was ridiculous. Like cars were encased in ice. I didn't see the like cars. I saw the I saw the houses. It they looked, Oh, I did. Like see, yeah. it, it looked almost beautiful. Yeah. Almost like somebody did it. As, as if like somebody didn't live in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. If I'm not living in there, it was great. It was. No, you're right. It was there was something romantic about it, but at the same time, um, um, scary. I yeah. guess for lack of a look, better look, term. like Elsa built those yeah. houses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she couldn't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked it all up. But <laughs> this, um, so during those storms, man, people were left stranded. People yeah. were left, uh, and so this, I think um, twenty nine people died. Yeah. Dude, it was last time I last time I had heard it maybe more than that. Dude, yeah, I, I I don't know what the final count was, but I I definitely know it was a storm that was killing like a, mm -hmm. a bunch of people. There was people stranded. There was people. I mean, it was the stories that I read of people like leaving last messages to family members because they were freezing themselves in a car in the middle of the highway that can't move anymore and all right. that stuff. It was just heartbreaking, man. But um, this guy named Jay Whitty uh is stuck in this storm. And so he he like gets out of his car and as like as a survival method, he breaks into a school. Um, so he breaks into a school called the Edge Academy, and this was on Christmas Eve. Okay. So he breaks into the Edge Academy, um, and this is the worst snowstorm in a generation. This is in Buffalo, and uh, the town is called Cheektowaga. Um, the uh, when the police came, they found like a window broken. They they looked at the tape, and they saw man Jay uh, broke in and started and and obviously uh, looked for shelter in the school. But then he started walking out into the storm and finding people who were also trapped and bringing them back into the school with him. Oh, so he's telling them like, hey, I've, I've got a place to stay. Um, uh, like, come here. And then he, what he does is he goes into the nurse's office. He goes into a random building and he starts getting like things to eat, like bottles of water, granola bars. There's a whole fridge full of food. They never touch it. They touch just enough to survive. Right. And there's like 20 something people. Uh, so there were seven, seven elderly people stuck and Damn. out of fuel. There were, um, uh, what did he say? So it literally, I think 24 in total and two dogs. So 24 people and two dogs. Some of those people would have definitely frozen to death. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he bro. takes them into the school. They all sort of uh, kumbaya in a big room. They look for, for food. They look for things. They only use what they needed to survive. They spend Christmas Eve there, Christmas Day. He then takes the school's equipment uh, and they have a snowblower and, he's, and he goes around and he blows everybody's cars out so that they can make it out home the next day on Christmas Day. They clean up after themselves throw everything and then he leaves a note um to the school and it's it's crazy man i have a picture of the note and it says to whom it may concern i'm terribly sorry about breaking into the school um window and for breaking in the kitchen we got stuck at 8 p.m friday and slept in my truck with two strangers just trying to not die um there were out there were uh seven elderly people also stuck and out of fuel i had to do it to serve to save everyone and get them shelter and food and a bathroom merry christmas jay and some of the survivors are even um left things behind saying they'll come back and pay for the window they'll yeah, do all yeah, this yeah. stuff um but dude the group got tight-knit they're planning like a reunion together they were like this is an experience that they'll never forget but all because this one guy decided to not only save himself he started going out into the storm and yeah, bringing dude, in people. How man. easy would it be for him to just stay in the school and just go? Like, yeah, I'm gonna most ride this of out. us, but I'm gonna ride this out. I'm gonna stay in there. But he he noticed that there were other people stuck, just right. like he was stuck. Um, I guess he tried to ride it out in the truck and realized like I'm gonna freeze to death in here. I'm gonna die because I ran out of fuel. I couldn't turn on the heat. Right. Um, 
And I yeah. guess I guess the car would just be an icebox. Yes. Right? It would just make it worse. Right? Yeah, you're sitting out there in a storm. It's encased in ice. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the the pictures. Literally, the snow is above the cars. Like, yep. it's just, it, it, it was uh, uh, the blizzard of a century, really. Yeah. It was horrible. Um, yeah, man. And, and this guy went in there. And it's, it's so funny, man, how they did this to survive. And it felt almost guilty, like, taking things. So, like, some of the people were like, yeah, we're going back this week to replace the snacks that we took. Yeah. We're going, like, it, it's just the, the, you know, how it brought people together, man. And I just thought, that guy saved you know, whatever, a, a handful of lives there that day. So these are people that for the rest of their lives owe their life to this man who thought, like, let me go get you, you know. And then he's like, uh, what is he going to feel like for the rest of his life? What is this school going to, you know, like, you know, there's so, like this community, all this stuff where I'm just like, man, I think that's, it was like in the spirit of the show. I, I hate doing good things. But when I read that, I'm like, okay, this is the spirit of the show because this is, this is far reaching. Like, yeah, these are lives. And then. Uh, you know, like you can't impact one life without impacting the ones after it. And so like how many people benefited from this? Yo, it's so true, man. And and and, and I know we're going to talk about uh, DeMar Hamlin here mm-hmm. in, in a minute. But how, you know, if if those people, you said how many were 20, 20? 24 in total and two dogs. Okay. So 24 people. If those people die in that storm, like how many, how many uh, current lives are impacted and how many future lives are impacted how many kids are never born that's right how many kids don't have a parent period how many are a grandparent or uh stuff dude the 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 crazy thing that was kind of touching was when you read the article it's from the perspective of the police because initially they didn't know who it was and so they watched the surveillance video of the school and they're like we watch these people literally like take exactly what they needed. And he's pushing his cart through the school and he's got the cart full of like, he's got like juice, he's got water, he's got like crackers and granola bars. Like he's got like the bare minimum. And they're like, there's a whole cafeteria full of food that they could have used. And they were like deliberately going like, okay, we could do this, 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 we can make it through the night. Like, and then he's like on, on camera, they're all literally cleaning up afterwards, pushing the desks back to how they were. When yeah, they got yeah. And, and like the, the, the police were just like, initially they said, yo, if anybody knows who this guy is, cause they found him him doing it first and then go right. back like yo let us know and then people were able to sort of track him down that way yep um but I, I what was cool was the police were like yo just seeing the humanity in this guy like we watched him break in then we watch him break in to, to take the snowblower do all this stuff put it all back do all this stuff leave the note you know i'm just like dude it 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 humanity never ceases to amaze me i think when we sort of like band together for either in conflict or uh um you know it's it's sad because it does take sort of some traumatic event for us to sort of band together um but when it happens right like when you see people do that it, it, it's incredible i i for one i'm telling you right now i'm in there and i'm hungry I'm eating. Mean everything, bro? I'm not, yeah. Give I'm, me that school yeah. Sazberry steak. <laughs> Give me that square pizza. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man. It, it's cool. But, uh, that, that, is, that is so cool. And I think, you know, like you, you, you touched on it earlier, it's a perfect segue. Uh, dude, I, you know, by now, I think most people have known, even if you're not a football fan, what happened to, to, to DeMar Hamlin. That was also, man, an example. Uh, obviously, man, uh, hopefully <clears throat> this kid recovers and, and um, he's able to sort of move forward with his life. But like... Well, tell, tell people what happened in case they didn't... Yeah, so so if you didn't watch it, DeMar Hamlin is is a, a safety or a DB for, for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, game last night, he goes to make a tackle. A guy runs into him full speed, essentially. But it looks like a textbook, you know, normal tackle. He makes a tackle, he gets up, and then he just collapses on the ground. Um 
the you know the 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 medical personnel um from the team and in the stadium started to work on them uh next thing you know it became like a they're doing cpr and so you know typically you see these injuries and they bring out a stretcher and you know maybe it's a head injury and a neck thing um at the time we didn't know what was happening but it turns out he went into cardiac arrest uh probably from the impact of the hit into his chest or whatever it was um and so this kid is literally fighting for his life on the football field uh it was rough to watch man like even my kids were just like Man, is this, is he gonna be okay? Like what? Like it? It, it was so strange, man. And I, like, I've never met him, right? I I didn't even know who he was as a player. Full disclosure, like I've I've never heard. Like it's not like he's this Me massive either, superstar nope. player, right? That people knew. He's only a second year guy, right? Yeah, only second year guy. Is only a starter because someone got hurt on that team in week three. Um, and then suddenly, like the whole country knows your name, knows who he is, and then. I think the other thing that it showed was, uh, uh, you know, like going back to the story about the school was that like so many people were just like, man, I hope this guy's okay. Everybody's tweeting about it. His charity. I don't know. Did you see the the money that his charity raised? Yeah. So that that charity and, and it's it's like a it's like a toys charity, right? For like yeah, for like a underprivileged kids yeah, or whatever. But right? it's in daycares, like like to 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 um, get toys for daycares and sort of like underprivileged areas and right. stuff like that. Yeah. But it was like a GoFundMe. Yes, it was. That, a that had a that had a. Uh, I think the target was twenty five hundred. Yeah. They're over three million, yeah. and I would imagine by the time that we're that this that this podcast release releases, they're going to be four. over four. Yeah, because it was at he was at three point six last I checked. Oh, is that afternoon. right? Yeah, three point okay. six million on a twenty five hundred dollar goal. Um, because I think as humans, we just go, we can't do anything for him. Right? How do you support the things he cares about? His legacy. Whether that's like subconscious or conscious or whatever or not, but again, like we have this this thing where we sort of like band together in crisis, um, or, or push I guess further apart. But a lot of times, like you see it with nine eleven, you see it with all these things that are like we, we tend to band together. And I think because this happened on like Monday Night Football, and the entire country is watching the one game, and we're and and we're all immediately frozen. Because man, I was. Like borderline emo- I, I said borderline. I was, I was emotional, emotional. Yeah, watching totally this right. going like, man, this is a twenty four year old kid. Like, didn't look like a hard hit. Uh there were so many things where you're just like you forget that they play such a violent game because we're so numb to it because we watch it every week. But you know, like I, I kept hearing the hit didn't look that bad. And it's because they're all that bad. They just these guys just sort of take them and get going right. and we're just so used Dude, to it being football, worse. Football is a sport that you have a 100% chance of getting injured if you play long enough, yeah. right? If you make it a career, mm-hmm. there is a 100% chance that you get injured. And so, like you said, I think that the the, the hit, um, and, and, and from what the doctors say, the hit was almost like a perfect, almost like a, like a timing thing yeah. where there's like this, this, this point in time where if you get hit in the chest, and it's and I'm, t- I'm talking about milliseconds, yeah, that you can go into cardiac arrest. So if the, I don't know if if he, if he is a millisecond later there or or uh, or earlier, it doesn't happen. No, it's and like it just goes. It's just literally perfect yeah, timing, bro, and then the adrenaline time. rush. Like, right. Something I do with the adrenaline surges it, and then like. I forget what it's called, but yeah, like you said, it's there literally is a name this, for it. Yeah, there's a name, and it's like literally, if he gets hit a millisecond later, this probably doesn't happen or right. earlier. And, um, you know, you hate to speculate, but like, it's just one of those things where you just go, man, it's it, it, it's like the cliche, like li- life is so fragile, but then also, like, 
it's easy to lose perspective on like what these guys do week in week out and then um because you watch football man and you're just like we get numb to it because we watch it happen all the time yep. and then you go oh that hit that wasn't that bad but you forget that each one of these hits is like a car accident every time it's like you know like the human body isn't meant to run into each other at full speed you know with people who weigh 200 pounds running into people who weigh 300 pounds and that happens on yeah i was talking to someone earlier at work and they were saying that their 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 son plays hockey okay and they were saying that they don't feel bad about their son playing hockey because while hockey is a contact sport um you know like they're like yeah it just doesn't seem as bad and i and i, I was thinking about that and i'm like well that's because the goal of hockey isn't to tackle the person with the puck, right? It's to take it. There's some finesse in hockey. Uh, that's true. In football, 100% of the time, the goal is to hit the person who with has the ball. The ball. Yep. And then further from that, you're hitting people who don't have the ball on every play. Yep. So 100% of the time, if you're involved in a play in football, there's contact. It's just whether or not the contact is violent enough because you have the ball or not. Or, you know, like, and so... I think that's a, a a huge differentiator here where you go like, yeah, I know concussions are just as bad in soccer. Yeah, I know hockey is sort of just as bad and there's a potential and there's fights. Like hockey, you can literally fight. But hockey, you could go minutes in hockey and, and people get pushed into the, you know, into the wall and do all that stuff. But it isn't every single play at full speed, world-class athletes. Like it, it just, I think it's easy to lose sight of that, man, until you see something like what happened yesterday and you just go, shit, man, this is such a, a violent sport. It's such a fragile sport. And these guys literally do. I, I the, the, the asshole economist in me immediately started thinking like, man, why aren't these guys contracts guaranteed? And I know that doesn't bring him back if something happened. Like, hopefully he pulls through. Like, I don't care. I don't think his family cares whether or not, you know, that, that they get money if something happens to him. But if this guy has a family or people that he takes care of, you were saying before, like, he's 24 years old. Like, how many people are counting on him? Yeah. Or not, or, or, or will be, but it, that's irrelevant. It's like football somehow doesn't have a guaranteed contract, but yet baseball does. And you know the NBA does. NBA does too. And then so you so you just go. I think football now become the sport where I'm just like, yeah, I can't, I can't be. And I think I do this already, but it's like you know when when players hold out or they complain or do all this stuff. I think in NBA you just go, man, you guys sort of lack perspective, like. You know, you, you get to play a sport, and not that they shouldn't hold out for their value. We do but that to everybody. We bro. do, but and but I think that football more than anything now. I think it's made me realize, like, I absolutely a thousand percent understand why people like Lamar Jackson go. No, I'm holding out. You're gonna pay me what I'm worth. Like, even though personally, as a fan, as a, you know, of the game, I go. I don't think Lamar Jackson is worth that. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, I go every play. I'm risking not being able to do this again, right? Maybe maybe he doesn't look at it as I'm risking my life, but I am risking a career in the only way that I know how to make a living today. Right. And so I need to get paid this money that I believe that I'm worth because it, it affects my future, my kid's future, maybe my grandkids' future, my parents, whoever these guys are sort of in charge of taking care of. Yeah. And dude, you know, one one of the things that I thought about when I saw it, I mean, obviously it's super sad, um, but... It was that moment of feeling gratitude, man, because I go, what was I doing at 24 years old, right? And, and so I kind of ran down of, of what I was doing and, and, and what my life was like at 24. And then it was like from 24 to now, so I'm 48. So the next 24 years, like what has happened in that time frame? And obviously for me, my big thing was like, uh, like my three children. And you go, yo, if... And, and I, I was talking to one of my sons about this, and I go, if me or your mom 
pass at 24, none of you exist. Do I have children or does she have children? Sure. It's not you. It's not you. It's not you. Yeah. How, how, how that changes the course of history. Right. Even from a, even from a, a, a sort of a, a smaller scale, a personal level. But, but I think about like my, like my parents and like my wife's parents and like what, not only what do we mean, but us having kids and what those kids mean to them. I go, yo, like if they're not there, like those, those lives are different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's, and then there's other things, right? There's, there's other impacts that, that I've probably had on other people that, that maybe I don't even know about. It's, it's just, like I said, man, it's, well, you it's said just, there's layers of it. Like you so want to take layers. it. I mean, you can take that to so many levels where you go, what if one of your kin is the person who invents something or the person who, you know, who does something significant in history, good or bad, right? Like you yeah. go, what if that's the person that starts a war or, you know, what, whatever it may be, whatever it, it changes is, yeah. the course of humanity. It does. And it seems like such an over-exaggeration, but I, I, I don't think that, I don't feel that way because I do think that like you said, like one life impacts so many down the line. Like it's, it's compounded by those. And then, you know, like you think about your kids, but then it's like, what about the people who come into contact with your kids? What if, what if it's a girlfriend or a friend or, you know, like then that sort of branches out and it it changes everything, man. And this, this kid, man, at 24, uh, he said, who knows, like hasn't lived yet. And then who doesn't exist if something were to happen to him? And I, I hope he's made it this far, like a, a day in, man. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that um, he pulls through, you know, like, it's so funny, man. I, I saw some people talking about whether or not he'll play football again if he pulls through and all this stuff. And I'm going like, man, that would be, man, it's the, the furthest it's thing from mine. Thing. And it was so funny, man. We're, we're selfish as fans because, you know, immediately you're like, you know, when he initially gets hurt, you're kind of like. Well, are they gonna start the game again? And I think once you sort of understood the magnitude, like I, I remember, I, I think when I saw the ambulance on the field that hit me, I went, "I've never seen I've an never ambulance seen on a football field. field." That's exactly what I yeah. told. Yeah, yeah. So I, and I went, I and I, and, and at that point, I went, "You can't finish this game." When I saw players crying, I was like, "You have to cancel this game." Like it's so irrelevant at this point in time. Like, and I understand. Listen, Skip Bayless got a lot of shit for being insensitive, and I'm and I'm yeah. gonna come to Skip Bayless's defense. If you don't know who Skip Bayless, is he's a he's a is a sports sort of commentator. He has a show. I called Undisputed on Fox Sports every day with Shannon Sharp, um, where he was talking about, he didn't know, I'm going to paraphrase here, but his tweet was like, you know, I don't know how the NFL sort of postpones this. You sort of have to play this. It's meaningful to the, to the you know, the game, blah, blah, blah. I don't think Skip realized how bad this was But yet. if you saw that, it, and, I, and I, so I read his tweet and then I reread it and I, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't quote it. But I want to say at the very end, he kind of said something like, like nothing else really matters right now. Yes, he did. Right, but but I think that, and again, this is this is the problem with with social media, mm-hmm. is like if you if if you if you put your immediate thought out there, dude, how many text messages do you receive from people that you go like, what the fuck is their problem? And and it's not the tone is different, or, or, or sorry, the, the tone in in your head as you're reading it is not what was intended by the, by the person that wrote it. Yeah. There was somebody else also, uh, another, another ESPN. Um, oh, sorry, not another. He, you know, he's Fox. There's an ESPN employee that was basically like, yo, you can't stop this game. There's too much writing on this. Like as far as like betting yeah. and shit like that. Right. And I, and I go like, yo, that's just the quick, you know, the, the, the quick reaction. Yeah. And, and it's like, 
you got to give people some grace. We all in the moment. Yes. We all do and say shit sometimes that in retrospect, you go like, fuck, man, like I didn't think it was this bad. Right. Like maybe a lot of us were thinking, oh, they're going to put him on a stretcher. He's going to give us all a thumbs up and and the game's going to keep going. I definitely was until I saw the ambulance. Right. Yeah. And then, matter of fact, before I saw the ambulance, when they were saying CPR for nine minutes, I, I was, I was. That's when it really hit me, and I was like, "Fuck, man! Like this dude may not make it." You know, that's a, that's a long time for the for the brain to be without oxygen. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely a scary situation, and I, and I think looking at Skip's thing, I went, "Yeah, time and place, right?" Like his mistake was maybe leave that out in the group of things. But when I when when you read them sort of continuously, you go, "Okay, he acknowledged the fact that nothing else mattered and stuff." I also think like I think you and I were texting back and forth, and I remember going, um, I think you said something like, "What's taking so long to cancel the game?" Like this should have been called right. a long time ago. And I was like, "It was a lot of moving parts." Because whether we like it or not, listen, this kid's life matters more than anything. But at the end of the day, like you, you can just cancel this. But then I think the immediate sort of response to that is, "Well, what happens with?" And then you have to sort of be able to answer some of those questions, right? right? Like there are people who are working at that stadium that night. There are television contracts that have to be figured out. There's a game that you have to postpone. I understand this guy's life is on the line, but then it's like there is a season that is on the line for certain teams that need to be played out. There's like there's so many moving parts, and that's not insensitive to him. I just think there's like a time or place. Like yeah, maybe last night wasn't it. Like you should definitely uh, uh, because to me, I go none of this shit matters. Like obviously, right. this kid. It's almost like I, like like I wanted. To- just yo, just cancel. Just like stop putting the broadcasters back on. Like just kill the kill the broadcast. Put a thirty for thirty on on ESPN, and then figure this shit out later. Yeah, and it will rewrite. And I think that's what uh, that. And again, I think the other part, like you, going back to what you were saying about not having grace, this is unprecedented. They haven't had to do this. Like none Correct. of the people who've done it. Like even the officials are looking around, going like. I don't know what the fuck to do. Like normally yeah. you would just five minute warm. Like people were saying, oh, the NFL said five minute warm up and you go back. That's not the case at all. The 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 rule typically with something like that with a normal injury is like, oh, each team gets five minutes to sort of get warmed up, right. get back in and go. That's just protocol. It wasn't like the NFL was going warm up in five minutes and let's get it going. Right. It's that that's just what these guys know and sort and that's what's in place. They've never had a scenario where they're trying to resuscitate someone on a field. And so I think everyone involved, and listen, Credit to 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 the coach of of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills and um and 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 the NFL offices and all that because like I, I kept seeing the coverage all night and they were all talking to each other and these guys are on cell phones and I think ultimately the coaches were like I don't think my guys can play this game and they wound up making the right decision which was calling the game. Um, but I like the fact that it wasn't an emotional sort of like we're gonna make this right away like people they got to talk it out and they got to feel it out they got to you like you said it would have been really easy to sort of go right out of the gate no we're gonna do this This is what he would have wanted or no we got to cancel it because you know this is bad and i think that uh get under the circumstances i think these uh these coaches man as leaders of their team did the right thing and that was they talked about it they took the emotions into account they they did what was right which is ultimately let's cancel this game 
but just the way they handled it, man, was like just so many people who wouldn't have been able to handle that in that scenario because this has never happened before. No one's left a rule book behind to go, hey, if this happens, this is how we go. Like, I don't think the NFL is planning for like, yo, if a player should die, like you do this. Or if a player is on the brink of death, like, hey, you should do this. Because I do think if those players wanted to play, they probably would have done it. Like, I think if those players said like, you know, man, we're, we're going to keep it going. Those coaches said like, yeah, these guys want to keep going. They probably would have made that decision. I'm not here to say whether that was right or wrong, but I think that it's really hard to judge people when they're sort of like under that guillotine, which is what that was last night. It's like, this is unprecedented. We don't know what to do. And ultimately, I think the right decision was made, which was like, man, we, we can't do this because I, man, I don't think I had the stomach to watch football after that last night, man. I definitely, like, I was just, I was so like, I don't even know. It was sick to myself. It was a feeling. It was, yeah, I, I wasn't sick. It just, I was just, just so worried just sad, about it, man. man. It was just sad. I was just like, shit, man. It's like, I kept going like this kid's 24. Like, and I've been watching football for probably 40 years, bro. And never seen an ambulance on the field. Um, I have seen horrific hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen dudes leave paralyzed. Um, but I think the only like sporting event that I can recall where somebody died was um, in wrestling. Oh, the guy who Owen Hart. Owen Hart. I remember when that. He fell from the rafters, man. When he was and the doing the camera that. turns away. Do yep. I remember that? Dude, they kept that event going, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, they kept that. They finished. It was like yeah. the show goes on kind of thing. Right. They took him out. And then. Um, yeah, because he wasn't dead right away. But yeah, and they kind of carried him off. Hospital. And then they, they kind of keep the show going. Yeah, I'm almost positive they kept that going. I yeah, remember I'm that. Sure the, the Blue Blazer, and it, but it was Owen Hart. Uh, he used to come down from the. Yeah, man. I remember that. I was in middle school, man. And that yeah. happened. It was like, that was like the talk for the whole next day. It was like, holy shit. It was on pay per view. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, it's I, the only thing I could uh, the one that came to mind for me was the Daytona where Dale Earnhardt. Oh, like I didn't the, watch that. I I saw it on ESPN, like on you know highlights. To you know, it's funny. I had just moved to Florida, and so obviously NASCAR is not a thing when you grow up in the Northeast. And I think that was my first Daytona that I ever watched. It was the first one I experienced since I lived here. Oh wow! And it was one of the everybody made such a big deal of it. And I actually I didn't watch the whole race, but I remember watching that live. And the and the Dale Earnhardt crash wasn't that bad. It was similar to this, where it was like very like, oh, that's like a textbook sort of crash, right. like it happens, blah blah blah. But I remember, you know, like all the chaos and commotion and them rushing them out, and that, and just remember thinking like, man, that didn't look that bad. Like that, that's the one that I kept thinking about yesterday. Going like, man, I remember Dale Earnhardt, same freakish. It didn't look that bad. It didn't look um, um, Senna too from Formula One. Man, I don't know if you remember that. Like he, no. his crash wasn't. In the in the, it's bad when you look at it, but you go in the in the sort of Formula One where you're used to these dramatic car flips yep. seventeen times. Out of it's not that bad, and so when he doesn't make it from that, you're just like, really, like that one. Um, so I thought of that. I also got chills, man, at one point because I thought of Ryan Shazier, and uh, Ryan Shazier. Remember from the Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm almost positive Ryan Shazier did it on Monday Night Football against the Bengals on that same field. You might be right, man. I know that uh, Colin Cowherd played a, a, an old interview with him. Oh, um, and what was interesting was he, he goes out and he's like, like, even knowing what I know, like, I still do it. Yeah. Like, I still, like, I still, I still play football. I still write. Like, and so, and what Colin had, had uh, sort of made a point when he replayed that was just like, yo, these dudes are like a different breed. Yeah, they're and they're very aware. I think of right. that. Yeah, and I think um, um, uh, Booger McFarlane was also saying in, on the Monday Night uh, Sportscast was was he was like, yo, like 
injury, like you, we know we're going to get injured. We know we're going to break bones. Like this is normal. It's the, it's the death part that you never think is coming, but it just kind of speaks to um, how fragile life is. And then how it's almost, you know, how they always uh, say like football is a game of inches. Life is a game of oh. inches and seconds. And, and in this case, milliseconds. Yeah. Yeah. You said milliseconds. Um, you know, maybe this doesn't happen to him. Hold on, man. I, I hope he pulls through, man. This would be. Yeah. Sending, sending out, you know, thoughts and prayers to, to his family and, and uh, hoping that he makes a full recovery whether he ends up playing football or not. Yeah, you know, you almost like just don't care. And it's funny, man. No, it and matter. I know time, you know, with time, I think we'll all sort of get back into our like routines and watch stuff and all that. But I, I certainly hope that this leads to some change in terms of like, I don't know rule wise what you could do. I, I really don't. I think football is as safe sort of as it's going to get aside from the equipment. And I guess you lessen sort of like you put scenarios in where there's no contact allowed. Like, I don't know in his scenario, there wasn't, like, I don't know how you fix that scenario. Um, Dude, nothing happened. No, nothing like, happened. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Right. It, it, it was just so normal. Like other than not hitting, right. It's like, right. I, I don't know what you do in that specific scenario. What I do hope it does, man, is that um, the players association looks at this and the NFL and they figure out, and I know they always fight about healthcare and all this stuff. Um, but I, I do certainly hope that they look at this and and work on a way to make these contracts fully guaranteed. I, and, and I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that looking at other sports that fully guarantee their contracts, listen, I, I, these does, guys does, aren't. Does anyone else have a 52-man roster? No. And there's a reason why. And even like, you know, like as a Titans fan, I, I would say like last season, they went through 80, almost 90 players. It was like 85, 86 players. And I think it might have been higher than that. It was like the last I heard because of injuries. Yep. You're talking on more than half of the team gets hurt and it turns over. Um, it's just the nature of this sport. But I also think like I, I'm not one of these people who goes like, look at all this money these guys make. I don't know what Demar uh, Hamlin makes, man, but I guarantee you that if oh no, it's like eight hundred k. Yeah, that's not worth your life, bro. Right, and that's certainly eight hundred k is uh, a really good accountant over the course of you know a uh, 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 six or seven years. Like you're not, that's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. And so I, I think when I see these guys and they're like guaranteed sixty million dollars, worth it because no matter, dude, how many football players do you hear make into their eighties? Or 70s? Not many. Not many. And so I go, is that worth 20 years of your life? Or 10? Or, you know, whatever it is. I go, like, there's undoubtedly, you play this sport, you're 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 sort of, it's almost guaranteed that your life is going to be significantly shorter right. than if you decided to go, you know, a, a flip burgers or work in IT or whatever it is. Like, I, I think there should be a, a way to fully guarantee this and offer healthcare beyond, you know, you see it with the CTE, you see it with all the stuff where you just go, uh, I don't understand why these guys aren't compensated um, and then their little families taken care of for the duration of that because it is a risky... I, I think it's like you look at businesses that have hazard pay, like going back to Disney. Disney has roles that they have hazard pay for. Yep. I feel like their hazard pay here should be fully guaranteed contracts. Like I, I really... If baseball has it and it doesn't make sense to me why baseball has it if and, and football doesn't. Like, listen, good for baseball guys, good for NBA guys. Why not people in the most violent sport? And maybe it is because there's such a high turnover. Yeah. And teams are like, well, fuck, we'd go broke if we have to keep paying everybody. Like, I, I, you know, maybe it's that. And maybe the economics don't work and you have to change other things to sort of make that work. Or maybe there's like funds you have to set up. But I do hope that of all the things that come out of this, I hope he 
is okay, but I also hope that they look at the economics of this and figure out a way to make sure that these guys and their families take care because you know who knows who's counting on this guy. Yep. Yeah, so, um, I, just, I just want to point out that uh, you put my entire career into two seconds, flip burgers and work IT. <laughs> Can you tell I'm really salty about a health <laughs> ticket I haven't? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking IT guy. <laughs> oh, Fuck, shit, man. man. Where do we go from there, man? Uh, keeping it with football. Uh, you see Ed Reed? Dude, I, I did. I didn't. Go ahead. I, like, like, so Ed, Ed Reed, uh, former defensive back for uh, the Baltimore Ravens, the, the championship team, Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think he's a Hall of Famer, right? Ed Reed? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ed Reed's a Hall of Famer. Um, he is to he has been hired to be the uh, new head coach at Bethune Cookman University. So I think a few weeks back we talked about Deion Sanders leaving um, his HBCU to go on to like a Division One school, and 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 then in steps Ed Reed, man, and and I'm like, yo, like. That is that I think that was just such an amazing move by him or even by the by the school to be able to hire him, right? Do you go like yo, Dion's gone, but yo, all the shit that people may have been mad at Dion about for leaving, maybe Dion has started something. Dude, but Dune Cookman does not get Ed Reed without Dion Sanders doing what he did at Jackson's tape. I a uh, thousand percent. But no one but but like who's giving Dion credit for that? I think that's where that's where that's why I'm saying And we yeah, no, no, you're right. And we absolutely should. Like we said, he sort of like paved the road and, and, and this is because of him. There is zero chance Ed Reed takes the head coaching job at Bethune Cookman. Because Ed Reed can go be an assistant cornerbacks coach at Alabama. Or, or in the NFL. Or USF or the NFL and make yeah. make more money probably yep. and also have a easier career path to a head coaching job or at least a, a better assistant coaching job. He took Bethune Cookman, which is not far from here, and um an HBCU. I think this is a thousand percent a Deion Sanders effect. Yeah, and by the way, those two guys played together yeah. in Baltimore. So it just goes to show like that that had to be some influence on that side, right? Of Dion going like, yo, guys, like we need to we need to do this to get these to bring this these schools and these programs up to par. Yeah. Dude, it, it's a thousand percent. It's um I think this is a springboard, man. And 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 then they go leave for um you know, for whatever, the, the, uh, right. I want to say better jobs, but whatever for for high, more high profile jobs. But that and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the um the pro athlete, right? He's got his girlfriend, and then uh, once he makes it, he gets the big contract. He trades her in for a white girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> Colorado's the Colorado white girl. is a white girl. <laughs> Yeah, man. So uh, I, bro, I it's funny, man. I read the story and I immediately went. That doesn't happen without Diaz Sanders. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It's yeah, dude. I'm I'm like, like I said, I, I just I had to bring it up, and it's a very short story, but mm-hmm. it was like we touched on Deion Sanders last time, and 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 touched on the the criticism that he received. But I go, man, this has to be. I don't know for a fact, but this shit, it, it really feels like a byproduct. 
yeah of him being there. i think so too man i completely agree bro we're like we're 15 minutes in here so i want to get into this uh so we we're talking about people getting um uh sort of life and life being uh, a little fragile uh you saw this you just uh medical center in the uk what they did on um uh, over the holidays no so they went to send a mass text to all their patients to say happy holidays okay Instead, the text told them that they were had an aggressive form of lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> they mass sent that shit to everybody. <laughs> Bro, the dopest part about that is how nonchalant the follow-up text is. Is like please disregard. Yeah, the follow-up text <laughs> said, "Please accept our sincere apologies for the previous text message. This has been sent in error. Our message to you should have read: We wish you a very merry Christmas and a happy New Year. In case of an emergency, please contact." And it gives like a number. I'm like, get to the guy who thought he was Don who just bought a Ferrari. <laughs> it's like fuck it, I'm, I'm not paying this card. card <laughs> Bro. How do you fuck that up? Bro. I didn't, bro, the text, the original text says from the forward letters that, you know, whatever, Dr. Blah, 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 has asked for you do a, you know, has some number for the above patient. Diagnosis, aggressive lung cancer with metatasis. Thanks. <laughs> That's it. it literally signed, thanks. Here, bro. <laughs> bro, you basically tell them like, yeah, you're fucked. Thank you. Dude, if, now, if you get that and you don't go like buy a Ferrari, right? Like. What are you feeling after the fact? Yo, if you're sad as shit, you're sitting there, bro. Who, who knows? But, not, how but much now you time? get now you get the other text. Though it goes that goes like sorry. So it goes. Oh, I have the time. Let me hear. There's 22 minutes in between that. Oh, so between the mass text and the but, dude, in 22 minutes, think about if you get that text, the conversations you're gonna go have, or maybe not, but the inner dialogue that you're going like, fuck, like I'm dead, <laughs> like I'm, you know, like I'm in this aggressive form, like you you're going through this whole thing. Your life changed in the blink of an eye. Yeah, dude. When I was, and I, I, I've told you this before, and I may have said it on this podcast before as well. Um, when I was a kid in elementary school, somebody pranked the school and said that my mom died in the car accident. Oh, I remember telling me that. Did I tell you that? Mm-hmm. And and so it was this. It was this probably twenty to thirty minutes, and I'm I'm guessing because I don't I don't remember exactly the time. But of the principal of the school taking me into the church, telling me that my mother died in a car accident, me fucking melting Ugh. on on you know on on upon hearing that, and then from like melting to being brought down, and then him telling me that my dad was gonna come pick me up, which my which my parents were divorced at the time, right, and so when I'm sitting there and I'm pondering, it was like, I started thinking about like, why would, what, like, she's, we didn't even own a car. A, we didn't own a car, right? So it was like, she takes the fucking train to work. Why would she be in a car in the middle of the day? Right? And then me going, my dad's coming to pick me up. Like, why, why would he come pick me up? Why wouldn't it be somebody else from like my mom's side, right? Because it was, in you gotta think, like, this is in the 80s, this is in the early 80s, this is like, like, like my father, like I knew him, but he wasn't really involved. Like he wasn't and, in the picture like that. Right, right, right. We're, we're, we're not saying that he wouldn't have come, but I would have expected them going like, yo, like, I don't know, like your grandmother's coming to pick you up. That would have, that would have sounded, that would have sounded more plausible to me. But it was this 20 to 30 minute time frame of, of me like going through this shit, kind of like you almost like reevaluating your life. Ugh. And then 
when they came back with the proverbial, oh, we fucked up. Your mom is fine. She's on the phone. We fucked up. <laughs> Yo, man, I actually felt bad for the principal because he had to come back and tell me that, that they fucked up. Yo, do you feel good if you're him? Do you feel shitty? He felt like I, I, he felt really shitty. Ugh. And then he he was like apologizing like like to no end. And I looked at him and I was like, listen, I go, my mom's alive. I, I don't care. I don't care about anything. Yeah. I don't care about nothing else. Fuck, so so like thinking about this text, right? To receive that text, whether you tell somebody or you don't, what is that inner that that, that inner dialogue of what's going on where you go like, fuck man, like I was just there last week. I got to check up. I was good to go. Or I ain't been there in five I've been years. There five how the years. Fuck they got it. How do they know about? You know what I mean? I like, knew I shouldn't have done that. Twenty three. <laughs> they got my blood work. Now they know what's wrong. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah, you said like, and and what's that like? That roller coaster ride of like, oh fuck, my life changed. Out of that, or maybe I can beat this. I don't know. Like whatever that conversation is right. like with yourself, and then suddenly it's just like it's gone. Man, does that change your perspective moving forward? Like, what does that do? I don't know, man. For me as a kid, I was just happy that it wasn't true. And and, and I, I, I easily moved on. However, obviously had huge, um, you know, that, that was like a moment in my life that I'll never forget. Yeah, man, that's funny, man, because you've told me that story before. And, and the first time you told it to me, man, I think I got chills because I'm like, fuck, man, I can't even imagine as a kid hearing that. And then like your life, you because we're like in like similar, similar scenarios where I just go like, who the fuck am I going with? Who am I going like, with? Who like, yep. what is Yeah, like it just. And that's exactly yeah. when it was like that my father was coming to pick me up. I, I, I think I want to remember saying like, well. Fuck! Like, do I have to go live with him? Like in his one bedroom apartment? Like is that what we, is that what we're doing now? I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember having those kind of thoughts where I was just like, okay, well, if I don't go with him, do I go with my grandmother? But there's no there's no room in her house. Do I go with my aunt? Do I? You know, like all of that shit is playing in your head in this in this twenty to thirty minute time span. So I couldn't imagine them somebody Ugh. somebody giving you a fucking death sentence for yourself. Ugh, I can't even And then going like, oops, sorry, Merry Christmas. Ugh. I can't even man, I saw this shit and I couldn't stop laughing. And then at the same time I was like, fuck man, what's that like if you're on the receiving end of, yep. of oh my God, man. Like the that that emotion and to get it and you just go, motherfucker. But the crazy part is is like you know that shit belonged to somebody. Right. So did the somebody, somebody get didn't the get apology the, yeah. one too? And <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and then a week later, like, no, you definitely should have been getting this shit treated. <laughs> like, it's it's grown out of like, be like, sorry, <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. And then the next text is like, oops, wait a minute, not for you. <laughs> this is actually meant you for you. Definitely need chemo. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. Uh, How are we doing on time, dude? We're an hour. We're at 58 minutes. All right, so hit me up. I gotta, you gotta tell me about this fucking, uh, somebody became a dog or something. Oh, bro, yeah, yeah, this is a good one, man. Um, so this guy in Japan, uh, his name Toko. Uh, so Toko, uh, identifies the best way I could put it is that he thinks he is a dog. Uh, so he spent $14,500 to become a dog and he worries that his friends will think that he's weird. 
Um, so in some article, he goes like, uh, please tell me you have pictures. He's like, I rarely tell my friends because I am afraid that they will think that I am weird. My friends and family seemed very surprised to learn that I became an animal. Um, and to that, I would say, Toko, uh, fucking course. We think that's a little weird. <laughs> that you know? And now I'm going to say, though, this motherfucker looks like Lashley. I'm going to send you. I don't even know, bro. Bro, he looks like a, a, a what, what's the, what's that creature that. Um, that's the guy? Yeah. That's a costume. Okay. What I'm looking at right, right now, people, I'll, I'll show you on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see that. Maybe zoom in or something. I don't know. Yeah. It looks like Lassie. It looks like Lassie. And for those of you who have not seen Lassie, fucking Google it. It's a, it's a, it's a collie, like a, it's a, a collie. Yeah. But. Oh. It's a costume that he spent money. So he wears I, that around and acts like a dog. I fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> you open up my dirty photos. <laughs> I scrolled down. I saw a Hooters girl. <laughs> Damn it. That's a sneak peek for next week's episode. <laughs> no, that, that's good. That's good. That's good. So we'll, we'll show it on there. Uh, go look up Toko, the guy who spent uh, money to become a dog. But that's, uh, so I mean. So 14500 what does that buy him? That suit. Say, it's just, it's just a suit? It's a suit, and then he acts like a dog. It's a ridiculously realistic canine suit. Which it really him. looks real. It does no, look really it, it good. It does look very realistic. So listen, money well spent. If your goal was to look like a dog, you look like a dog, bro. So is this dude like a furry? No. He just said since childhood, I've had this unspecific, or un, that doesn't sound right, but it says unspecific fantasy of becoming an animal. Um and he just maybe, said he's maybe, always maybe worried. He didn't, maybe he didn't give a fuck which item, which animal. Yeah, and he said he just thought that it was um he just felt embarrassed because he didn't want people to think he was weird because he feels like he's perfectly normal except that he thinks he's an animal and so he goes around dressed as this and then acts does the whole thing acts like a dog. I wonder if he gets. I wonder if he has like a, like a community. He's got it because the furries or are more like some, mascots. Yeah, this oh, looks like a dog. dog. It really does. I wonder if you had somebody walk them. Yeah, with a leash and it's but like the dominatrix right? joint where they walk you with a leash. Yeah, yeah. Be I, like, I was gonna say dudes do it without without the fucking pet cop. Yeah, on. just wear the heels and give me the leash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to wear a costume. <laughs> Skip all that shit. <laughs> it's all coming off anyway. <laughs> Ain't no need to overdress for this occasion, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, on that, tell them where they can find us. If you're not already, uh, follow us at the Carbon Food Podcast on IG, the Carbon Food Podcast on YouTube, the Carbon uh, Food Podcast on TikTok, at Carbon CFP on Twitter, and um, anywhere where you get your podcast, man, all your audio, uh, your favorite audio platforms, so Amazon Music, Spotify, Tutor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Ghana, uh, that says Spotify, right? I think I said Spotify, Podchaser, Geo7, um, all of them, man. So, so go out there, subscribe, um, let us know what you think, give us some drink recommendations, leave us some reviews. Uh, yeah, do it all, man. Uh, thank you guys for the continued support, man. The, this shit is so fun every week, man. I'm I'm still not tired of this. I don't know how. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> Yo, and try the El Diablo drink. And, the, and this week, people, I get, I think the 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 piece of this podcast that you could take away is to remember that life is precious. Go hug your loved ones, man. If you got some fucking grudges with people that you haven't talked to in a long time or whatever, like go fix all that shit because none of it's worth it. Um, life is short. Life is precious. Treat it that way. 
And we will see you next week. See you next week. Hey. Hey.